the stars align, finally got a chance to really make a huge conviction bet here and really feel like we bet on the category winner for domains identity. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that we can unpack in terms of what the company is looking to achieve, but you know, I think our thesis is betting on category winners and, you know, this company has proven to be in that spot right now. So we're really excited. Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast, the official podcast of Unstoppable Domains and the go-to place for everybody to learn about the latest innovations in Web3, NFTs, and the decentralized web. Join us each week to hear from experts, entrepreneurs, and the early stage investors that are building the future on the blockchain. Not only will this podcast help you understand why these emerging technologies are so important, but you'll also learn how you can become a pioneer in the metaverse. GM, GM, welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. My name is Josh Gordon. I'm your host, and today we've got a super special podcast episode. I'm joined with Matt G, CEO of Unstoppable Domains, and Paul, investor at Pantera Capital. And we got a special episode because we're announcing our Unstoppable Series A funding. This is big news, and Matt and Paul, I'm super stoked to talk through all this with you. So how are you both doing today? Doing great. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for announcing that we've raised $65 million in Series A's funding at a billion-dollar valuation from Pantera. From Paul over here. Thanks, Paul. And uh, looking forward to sharing with the community and everyone what we're excited about building at Unstoppable. Heck, yeah. This is a big milestone. And in every business journey that makes it this far, I mean, that's unicorn status, right? That's, that's a big deal. Uh, it's a huge deal. We're really, really excited. I mean, you know known the team since 2017 actually even before 2017 whenever you guys were in boost i mean i, I feel like it was a, a decade ago but you know building up the relationship all the way then the fact that the company really hadn't raised much capital since then has been doing so much without sort of you know raising a, a large round uh, love the background of the team love the space we've been we've been eyeing this company for a long time the stars align finally got a chance to really make a huge conviction bet here and really feel like we bet on the category winner for domains identity. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that we can unpack in terms of what the company is looking to achieve. But, you know, I think our thesis is betting on category winners and, you know, this company has proven to be, you know, in that spot right now. So we're really excited. This was one of our largest bets out of this new fund. Love it. We're going to dive into all the, the reasoning behind it, what, what you see in Unstoppable and what the future holds. So before we get there, let's start off right off the bat. Paul, I'd love for you to break down, you know, what's your background and how you got into investing? You know, again, Paul Veratitek and I'm a partner at Pantera Capital. You know, I've been investing with Pantera for the last eight years since March of 2014. So it's been quite the journey. I remember when I was about to start you know, that's when Mount Gox went down and I was like, what did I get myself into? But, you know, knowing that I like to be early and I take, I like to sort of take huge bets and, and try to, you know, get asymmetric returns. I felt like this was the right time to go in, you know, previous to Pantera, I've been in the Bay area for most of my life. Now I, I went to UC Berkeley. I started off my career as an economic consultant. So I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities with a lot of folks out there looking to get from traditional finance into crypto and blockchain, you know, coming from the consulting world, 
worked with a ton of Fortune 500 companies doing financial modeling analysis, et cetera. And then in between consulting and VC, I worked at early stage startup, similar to what you know Brad's doing at Unstoppable Domains, is doing business development and operations and a bunch of different things. And then 2010 hit, I got into the dark side, the, the VC side. So I started to get interested in venture capital. I started to look at companies in the mobile space to death the first couple of years made, made an early investment into App Annie, which, you know, for me was sort of a starting point to kind of learn about the mobile app ecosystem. And then 2013, I came across Bitcoin. It was actually from some of my friends at some other VC funds. I started to look at companies within, within the space, uh, talked to Coinbase fairly early on, felt like there was a lot of, a lot of, you know, uh, unfinished business on the VC side of things. I really wanted to spend a lot more time to make larger conviction bets and to really be part of the company journey from beginning all the way until IPO. And that was my sort of sort of thing that I wanted to accomplish. Uh, I felt like crypto and blockchain had such huge potential. For me, it was really looking at Bitcoin as a store of value. But then beyond that, I was really interested in payments and then just decentralized finance and decentralization in general really felt like it could disrupt so many different spaces and felt like Pantera was the right place to do it. You know, sort of knew that being this early in the space, you needed to have capital to actually uh, deploy into these companies. And with Dan's background coming from Tiger Management, mixed in with my venture experience, really felt like we had a a good shot at having that capital to deploy into the best early to mid-stage companies. Yeah. Really interesting to hear how like you started during the Mt. Gox time and but still had the, the confidence to see it through. I mean, looking back, obviously that's a good decision. And right now there's so much uncertainty in the air with markets. Like there's probably a lot of new people, whether you're an investor or a builder or just, you know, a passive collector or like NFT investor, maybe feeling that kind of same uncertainty. But in, in the long term Bitcoin and, and crypto has always proved to come back around, right? Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy journey. You know, at a certain point after joining Pantera, I mean, we we were down to to a small team, and it was really me and and Dan just doing the investing, and there was only venture capital and equity at the time. And then along the way, through bear markets, when we saw Bitcoin go down to one hundred thirty nine bucks, we started to see that. Enterprise blockchain was the thing. And I was thinking, you know, a couple of times that like this space wasn't going to take off. And then late 2016, we started to see Ethereum take off and that really sort of reinvigorated folks into, into the space. And uh, here we are now. I mean, you know, so I, I lead private investments at Pantera. We've got a team of about 75 people, you know, an investment team that is getting close to, to 10 folks. I mean, that's larger than our sort of entire firm at one point. And now we've built out a platform team. And so uh, we're really hitting the ground running right now. It's really exciting how far the industry has gone and how far we've grown as a firm. Yeah, and you, you mentioned that the fund that you're using to invest in Unstoppable is like focused on category leaders. Is there anything else you can do to describe the firm or like the fund specific to the crypto investments you're looking to make? Yeah. So we manage about 5 billion in assets right now, and we do both equity and tokens on the 
equity side of things and token side of things, I mean, we try to focus on C to series B and on tokens, we do both private deals and also just buying tokens off the secondary market. Uh, for this fund that we just launched a $1.3 billion fund, you know, we are focused on investing across all of those strategies, both early stage equity, early stage tokens and public tokens. And, you know, we want to make sure that we can be investing into the category winners in each of these different verticals that we see. So, you know, for instance, like we are investors in, you know, from an infrastructure side of things, you know, the Coinbase of Africa, the Coinbase of Latin America, you know, we're investors in the leading DEX aggregators. You know, we are investors in, you know, some of the leading NFT marketplaces. So we're just choosing winners in categories that we see. And we're excited, whether it is Ethereum, whether it's other blockchains. So we're blockchain agnostic. We just want to bet on on the right teams and, you know, markets that we think are large enough. Folks that have demonstrated, you know, some sort of advantage or sort of a network effect, traction, et cetera. And so those are what we sort of look at. As a founder, Paul just called out all the reasons we were excited to be working with Pantera, right? So Pantera has been here since 2013. They've seen two, three, four market cycles. They're not afraid of any of these ups and downs in the market. Uh, he described his fund and he just talked about how they're investing in everything, right? But everything is in crypto and Web3. So you've got a fund that deeply knows the space. Paul, you guys have made hundreds of investments. Do you even have a count? How many hundreds of investments have you guys made over there? I think, I think we're up to close to 250 investments now. Yeah, exactly. And so all 250 of those investments, those are companies we want to talk to because they're in the crypto space and Unstoppable Domains is in the NFT domain space. And we think that every single one of these apps should be interacting with NFT domains, either by getting them to their customers to make it easier to connect with their wallets or working inside their applications for like login with UD, you know, pull off chain data. And so it just made a lot of sense for us where we are in our stage going from, you know, Unstoppable Domains as a provider of NFT domains and kind of like a NFT collectible niche, basically, but for domain names and really pushing on this utility thread of your NFT domain working across all these different applications and using as this, this is like a, you know, primitive for identity layer, starting in crypto and Web3 and across these applications, but then ultimately expanding out to everything, you know, Web3 is going to be a part of the regular internet. There's not going to be separate internets. It's going to be the internet. It's going to be web one, web two, web three. This technology is going to make those experiences better. And Pantera is honestly one of the best positioned funds in the space for a crypto native company like Ensemble Domains working in web three to work with because they have the experience, they have the connections and they can put us in touch with the right person when we need to. Yeah. Unstoppable is such a partner focused company, right? I mean, Matt, you just mentioned it and not only now, now we get to find a partner who, who helps connect us just like we're working with, you know, apps on our login and integrations every day. So that's awesome to hear that it really sounds like we'll be working hand in hand and have someone with experience. I was just reading earlier today, Dan, the founder of Pantera is like his first emails out to investors in 2013 and, you know, just seeing those, that conviction has been around such a long time. So I'm sure there's so many connections to take advantage of. Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, you know, we're early in the space. We've seen so many different bear markets and even just our last conversation that we had with the Unstoppable team, just really sharing what 
sort of things kind of work well during bear markets in terms of strategies, in terms of team dynamic, in terms of marketing, in terms of other sorts of things. And so I think there's a lot of things that we can we can sort of share on, on how to company build through these different cycles. But you know, at the end of the day, too, if we can find a company that can, uh, you know, I think I think we have a lot of resources directly for companies in terms of just like, you know, thoughts around product, thoughts around technology, and things around sort of just like, you know, which folks to sort of partner with in terms of, you know, needs around insurance and cloud and other sorts of vendors. But, you know, if there's a natural synergy where a company is looking to or has a platform or has a, or is building a primitive that can integrate with other companies within our ecosystem, that's where we can really add the most value. In addition to, of course, us being users ourselves. And we actually see both with Unstoppable Domains. We want to be out there, you know, using these domains, buying these domains, but also all of our portfolio companies should be also participating within this platform. And that's where we can really just bring Unstoppable into our ecosystem. And it's a win-win. You know, I remember introducing Unstoppable to just a few of our portfolio companies as they were doing their reference checks. And it was just amazing to be able to see those portfolio companies saying, wow, what a great company. It was such an amazing conversation. We want to invest. We want to use these guys. I mean, just, you know, that feedback was just amazing. Yeah. Good to hear. Well, let's let's dive more into like the funding round and why it matters. But first, I'd, I'd like to hear from Matt. You know, can you share a little bit about what it was like when you were working on the Unstoppable Domains product and mission like early on and some of those biggest challenges to get to the point where we're at today? Well, we've had a lot of challenges over the past several years. I think that's one of the core things you got to remember as a founder in any space. Like it's not one thing. It's uh, 1,000 things that you got to get right every day, wake up, put in the work. If you look at us very early, we knew that we had to get a first use case out the door. And we knew that you needed to have an NFT domain for your crypto payments. And that's still a thing that we emphasize to people along with using it as your ID on your social handles. That that also evolved later. Uh, but figuring out what those first use cases are, explaining those to users, <laughs> explaining those to partners, and then giving the vision of how you can build towards much more value over time. Those are the things you have to just continuously communicate when you're early. And I would say that like the biggest impact for me is just crypto communities are great at communicating customer feedback. Like you get way more customer feedback, sometimes negative, sometimes positive, right? But it's there and that's super useful for founders. So if you're building in this space, you'll know what your customers want pretty quick. Also, the the scale of what we're trying to do in the crypto industry is just so large. And that's a big part of what keeps me going because we really are trying to touch every person on the planet with an internet connection, right? And so as a founder, it's hard to find a better industry to work in. You know, you find an industry where the customers are super engaged. They want to talk to you all the time, tell you about how you're doing. And then the scale of what you're achieving is actually global impact. So people looking to do big things, I highly suggest checking out Web3 and crypto market. And then specific to this round, I think like the big flag here, like the signal that we're trying to do is we're making this push now, right? We're not just going to be another one of these NFT collectibles that are out there in the market. Like we really are going to be a core piece of your identity online. 
And we're hopeful that by doing that, we're going to solve some of the biggest challenges that we have on the internet. And uh, those challenges are really around ownership and reputation, at least from a sample domains perspective. And, you know, like having that consistent NFT domain on Twitter and having that same NFT domain when you're on Reddit or having that same uh, profile information when you sign on to Amazon and then you sign on to go shopping at, at Target. You know, this is the future we're talking here. That's going to make your internet experiences better because you'll be able to take your uh, data and your reputation with you. When you take your reputation along, that'll mean other people can have higher trust interactions with you online. You can't just scam somebody on eBay and then move over and scam them again on Amazon, right? Because they'll see that you scam people before. And then if I'm just having a shopping experience and I'm trying to move from Target to Walmart, you know, just not having to re-input, you know, the, the SSO, not having to re-input my address, not having to re-input my shoe size, that type of experience is a big for us. So Unstoppable Domains is really about utility over speculation and building out this primitive use case. And you can see that our partnership here with Pantera and then really getting deep into the ecosystem and all these other different places to really build out the utility is what we're pushing for um, over the next several years. Yeah, it sounds like the that Series A, that, that funding is just, it opens up the world of possibilities from, you as a startup, you have to get that first use case and you have to find that fit, but now we can expand into all the product ideas that we have and really solidify it as a tool with tons of utility. I think so many people still think of NFT domains as the simplifying crypto payments, but what I'm hearing for you is, we've talked about this on the pod before, is it's so much, it can be so much more and, and we're building that out now. It's helpful, right? Especially for partners in the space to be able to point to uh, a milestone funding round and strong backing. This is one of the advantages of being valley located or close to, right? Proximate, because it really is all about the contacts. And I think that what Pantera is building is uh, substantial and will continue to drive a huge utility for all the startups in the ecosystem going forward. Because if you're a crypto company, you want to be at a place that has those other contacts as well. Yeah. And Paul, like for you, what is... What is the significance of like a unicorn status? It's a headline catcher, right? But do you look at that as meaningful of around a milestone when investing in startups? It's a milestone for sure. You know, I, I know that Matt and I would agree that it's a great milestone, but it's, it's, not, it's not the end goal. The end goal really is the disruption. The end goal is hopefully multiples uh, above, you know, this, this unicorn status, but it's, it's tough to get to the unicorn status. It really is. You know, you could take a look at right now. I think we have maybe like 60 or 70 unicorns in the blockchain space, but imagine how many companies have gone through and have failed in this space. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good validation. I think as, as Matt mentioned, I mean, you know, the, the amount of capital, the valuation just sends a good signal for partners out there saying that these guys are going to be around for a while. These guys have, have done well. They've done their customers well. They have the validation. It seems like they're going to have some longevity. And, you know, that, that's good for, for some of these partners. I mean, the developers, of course, they, they care about that. But especially as we start getting into larger enterprise customers and institutional investors, I mean, it just means a bit more. And I think this round really is a nice combination where I, I think we can provide so much value to them right now, you know, in the short and medium term, because they really do want to go out there and really just uh, proliferate across Web3 
And uh, it also includes folks that come from sort of traditional VC side of things to really help complement as we start thinking about a larger vision around identity, around payments, uh, et cetera. So, you know, I think this is, this is big all around, really just putting together all of the right pieces, putting together, you know, what, what is sort of needed from, from the partnership side, which is probably the most important thing right now. Yeah. Matt, you mentioned like a lot of different product ideas that you want to be working towards. And, and Paul also mentioned, you know, longevity. When you think about runway that Unstoppable has, I mean, is there anything you can speak to around crypto is so volatile and so many companies don't make it? Like, what is there to say around this, around how long we'll be here for the future? You know, Unstoppable is not going away, right? Yeah, no, we're here for the long, long run. And um, listen, you don't want to be thinking about all the financial things when you're trying to build and run a company. You really want to just focus on customers and creating value for your users and your partners. And that's a big part of why companies take this funding is because that's just one of those variables you don't want to have on the table when you're sitting around and thinking about building um, out your products uh, for your end users. So, you know, it's super helpful, definitely brings into focus the more important things, which is like, making sure you're building awesome products and getting those into customers' hands. It's helpful to, to not have to worry about that. And then we also have to have a longer term time horizon. So markets up, markets down. We all know that crypto over a 10-year time scan is just expanding tremendously, you know, 50% plus growth year over year the past decade. We think it'll be the same thing going forward until every, literally every person on the planet has this. And just fundamentally, if everyone on the planet is going to be using crypto and sending it back and forth to each other, they're not going to send it to hex addresses, right? So every, so every single person on the planet is going to have to have an NFT domain. So we know that's where the market is going. We're very confident. And, uh, you know, the most important thing you got to do as a startup founder is just m make sure you survive and get to the finish line. And that's part of just being responsible founders of companies. And we put ourselves in that position. So, yeah, we're, we're excited to not have to worry about it, basically, and really just focus on driving value for uh, customers and partners. Yeah. And we're not worrying about it, but how, how would like someone in the community celebrate this with us too? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, definitely change your Twitter handle to your uh, .nft, .x, or .crypto domain name. Please join us on, on Discord and Telegram and get in there. We have some swag. We actually have a swag store coming out soon, so you'll be able to get your own Unstoppable swag soon enough. Uh, I know that's been a top request from people in the community. And, you know, use the products. So we've got a lot of stuff to use. You know, check out our Discord. Uh, follow a couple of our, our people on the team from the product team on Twitter. So you can use the new stuff. We just had email released, like pseudo-anonymous email just went out. So I think that's a pretty cool feature for communication across the space. And uh, we're just going to keep building. Yeah, I love the building in public that I've been seeing from the engineering team. And Paul, too, you, you, you write a blog about you know, all the investments that you're making. I mean, what's the, what, what's the value you see from yourself and also companies like building in public and sharing as they go with their community? Because Web3 is so community driven. It really is. And just to finish off on what Matt said, I mean, you know, in general, like funding rounds like this are, are, are really great because it gives companies like Unstoppable a bit of flexibility in terms of creating shareholder value. You don't have to focus on sort of just tremendous monetization right away. You can actually focus on building product that and, and building an engaged user base and eventually figuring out like the best monetization strategies later on, you know, think about like Facebook, you know, if they didn't raise any capital, they probably would have to turn on advertising right away. Now they had an opportunity to build a user base and then turn on advertising later on. So the, the flexibility that gives 
entrepreneurs when you do raise uh, capital and especially sort of, you know, large and strategic capital, and then being able to maybe even do things like acquisitions, et cetera, which, you know, we'll see what happens. But on the community side of things, it's, it's amazing. You know, never have we ever seen so many companies go quote unquote public so quickly, right? You know, launching a token and, you know, for us, I mean, it's, it's one factor in venture capital that you wouldn't have to sort of think about uh, this early unless you're in Web3 and crypto. You know, we really do want to make sure that folks are building the right communities. If you're not, you know, doing something with a token, then maybe you don't have to start in a Telegram group or a Discord group so so early. But, you know, nevertheless, I mean, there's an advantage to that because this space is built off of transparency. It's built off of virality. It's it's built off of communication. And therefore, companies that take advantage of, you know, being active on Twitter, you know, doing podcasts, uh, Discord channels, Telegram channels, and, you know, all this, you know, really just in, enhances the ability for a product to really get out to the mainstream a bit quicker and be able to sort of spread uh, a bit faster. And so to me, I mean, Unstoppable Domains has been doing all the right things around what you should be doing when you're building community, especially when you have a token, even though, even though they don't have a token. But I think it really just shows the fact that, you know, Matt and Brad and the rest of the team, they're crypto native. You know, they've been in the space a long time. During the last bull market, they sort of know what it takes to get their early adopters involved in the company, involved in the community. And that's going to go a long way because a lot of those early adopters are also the entrepreneurs in the space that they're going to be partnering up with. And so to be able to really have a place where people can talk about their product, share their product, I think it's it's tremendous. And you know, to me, I mean, when I looked at Unstoppable Domains early on, it was really the fact that I don't want to be trying to remember all of these you know, public addresses, it, it, it just seemed insane. And so if we can get beyond that, uh, I think that's the first initial huge pain point that uh, Unstoppable is solving. I mean, once you can start removing that out of the picture and then giving people a lot more creativity around their domain space, around their identity, then it just opens up so many more doors, which, you know, Matt has talked about, you know, in terms of the, where the company can sort of go from sort of a product and vision perspective. When I heard you say that the funding can allow you to focus on shareholder value in kind of crypto terms that we, everyone talks about online in the community, that's utility, right? So now you can focus on that utility, which is more features and, and really focusing on what you can do with the domain you've already purchased. So I want to do want to ask you some more questions, Paul, about Unstoppable and your thoughts around around them as an investment. Something that I think makes us unique that doesn't get a lot of talk around is also this business to business play as well as the consumer play. What excites you about the, the business model? I think it's a great business model. At the end of the day, you know, you want to get in front of your end consumers. But, you know, if you can find ways to shortcut that in terms of acquisition, that's the holy grail and the business model or the strategy that Unstoppable has, you know, already going direct to consumers, but basically doing at least partly a B2B to C where you get a partner with uh, other known crypto entities, other known crypto companies, other known brands out there so that they can 
really engage their user base over a domain name identity and then eventually be able to incorporate those businesses into what you're trying to do around identity. I think that's really compelling. It really uh, increases the distribution power to get out to consumers. And I think it's a, a win-win scenario with those businesses. And at the end of the day, it really just makes things a bit easier to kind of increase the total amount of users being affected. So uh, I, I think it's a great play that Unstoppable has with the B2B2C model. And then eventually, you know, once you have those consumers all having domain names, then you can actually go directly to them. You have a direct relationship with them. So, you know, to, to me, it's a, it's a great way to really expand reach, but also expand and, and learn about, you know, what type of products make the most sense for different types of, of demographics. Yeah. And the B2B2C, it gives Unstoppable an extra like marketing arm essentially, right? But I know, Matt, you, you like this too, because it allows us to give free domains away. Yeah, well, so just to put some numbers on it, like we're seeing pretty strong demand on the B2B uh, side just in the last six months. I think if you look back December of last year, we had just crossed like 90 partner integrations. And then I think today we're about to cross 300. So in the six month time period, the number of integrations that we've had with our partners has gone up by 3x. Now, a lot of those are long tail integrations, right? But the market is also growing super fast. So I tell my team internally, it's like, you know, crypto market is growing at such a high speed that you, today's very tiny application. I remember when Medicaid Mask had 250,000 users, now they have 25 million plus. And that happened in like four years. We know these partner integrations drive long-term value, not just for Unstoppable Domains, but for the users, because that's more places that they can use it. And then also the apps themselves, because every additional app that gets added into the network, that makes the domains that their users are getting through their app and using as their identity on their app more useful um, for those customers as well. So I'm, I'm excited. It's also proven to be recession-proof, at least uh, so far, and the demand is super strong. We have lots of people in the pipeline to continue um, with those integrations, and it's more resilient business. And ultimately, that's where the, the power is being built up during these time is is the is the network for these domains so i mean check back in another three months we'll three x again you know sorry in another three six three six months and we'll three x again and we hope to continue at that pace yeah i really i really like just how we talk about global adoption so much and of crypto and like what what's it going to take to get there and so you know exploring all these different avenues i think is just critical well i'd say you certainly cannot get there if you try to go one person at a time and so when i talk to the team about this i'm like look it's going to take everyone's help we can get to onboard the world of web3 right and so if like every single person is going to have to help and pitch in and make this possible and working with partners is a great way to do that uh, we help them they help us you're just not going to get there if you have to have you know six billion phone conversations right <laughs> then you're just not going to do it. You got to find more scalable ways to get out in the market. And that's what we found has worked so far for Unsolvable. Yeah, well, I would add to that in that, like someone asked me what type of businesses really, or what type of models really thrive during a bear market. You know, everyone's wondering like what, what the, their company should do. And I said, if you do have a business to business channel, it's really going to thrive. And especially when your end goal is around consumers, B2BC makes a lot of sense. And so I really like the fact that, you know, I was talking a lot about sort of, distribution sort of more from the, you know, primary domain sales, but I think also the integrations around identity uh, with those other apps. I mean, I think put those two together 
I think it's a win-win for both sides, both from app developers and also from, you know, the issuance side of things that uh, it just creates a larger network effect. And from there, like, it, it just makes everything sort of, sort of easier. And those are the type of businesses that really do thrive during a bear market because, you know, businesses out there are looking for more and more ways to generate utility and generate engagement and generate education. And, you know, partnering with Unstoppable really helps with those, those categories. Yeah. We, I got so many more questions for you, Paul, but this, I feel like you're teeing up a good one now talking about businesses integrating with Unstoppable and, you know, how that helps everybody. And I was reading some of your blog posts and you talked in one about composability and in it, you said, I have like a, a quote here. You, you mentioned allowing users to maintain a single login across all services and just like the power of that. And so, you know, one of the utilities that we've rolled out in the last couple of months has been login uh, using your domain. And I'm kind of just curious, you know, did, did that resonate with you? What, what's your reaction to seeing that? It, it really does. The only logins that we have right now are, you know, maybe like Facebook and PayPal and, and some of the other ones, but like they're, they're wall gardens and at the end of the day, I mean, identity is, is only great when you actually have information sort of in, in context around it. And there's so much information and context on chain that's out there. And so, you know, that's what makes it really great is that there is composability within Web3 and crypto. And there's so much on-chain data that's out there too. You can sort of tie in payments with Web3 and with identity and that if you put that all together, that's what you get with Unstoppable Domains. You're removing, you're removing the friction around all these different addresses, all these different addresses can paint a picture of who you are based off of the type of apps that you uh, interact with, the types of, you know, data that that's underneath these different uh, applications that get tied to your identity, the transactions that you're doing behind these things and the NFTs and all that kind of stuff. And then again, like, you know, the holy grail is what can you do with all those all of that data that's tied, well, you could probably come up with some sort of credit score, right? I mean, and imagine like all these different applications right now where, you know, you want to do things uh, around DeFi that you don't want as much collateral and over collateralization. So if you can have identity with all that information, it allows things for under, under collateralized lending and other sorts of things around finance that is is sort of tough. But at the end of the day, I mean, you need to be able to have identity that wants to be used and people wanting to be able to tie all those things together. And I couldn't imagine, you know, a better entry point than, you know, having your own sort of, you know, creativity and your own sort of identity through an unstoppable domain. I agree hundred percent. Like if you look back at 2017 in our original pitch deck, we were talking about SSO and people who've been in the crypto space for a long time have always been like, you know, identity is a potential really big use case. And even further back than that, you know, Namecoin was the, one of the very first alternative blockchains. Yeah. And so, uh, Ensemble is happy to have a chance to build this thing, right? So like, it's not every day that you get to uh, work on a project that actually has the chance of making a huge impact. And I actually think that what we figured out is that names and specifically NFT domains are the spot that people are going to be building their digital reputations on in the future. And, you know, just natively without 
having to tell anyone to do this, everyone's going around on dApps and connecting their wallet right, to their really long, you know, hex address or whatever. So they're they're already kind of trying to figure out how to do this authentication thing, but they didn't have a way to kind of abstract out some of the pieces so that maybe you could associate multiple cryptocurrency addresses. They didn't abstract out some of the pieces so you could associate off-chain data. Um, they didn't abstract out some of the pieces so you, so that you could do some of the verification around that. And with NFT domains, now all of a sudden we have an on-chain asset that people can verify, and then you can point to a bunch of different data, you know, all different types of cryptocurrency addresses or even off-chain data. And then you're the one with the private-public key pair who's permissioning access in and out of that thing. We think that is, we think that is Web3 auth, and we think that is what Unstoppable Domains is building. And we think that that user-owned portable data authentication identity system, it, you know, we think it's a trillion dollar market at scale because it's 3 billion people taking their data with them every time they log around. And this just tackles a host of issues around privacy and ownership, which will make the internet a much easier to use, uh, better experience for everyone. That's, that's the end goal. Matt, you used a lot of, they're not too technical, but they're definitely like crypto native terms right there. And I feel like I just want to paraphrase. And when you connect with your wallet, there's no way for the dApp that has the connect with wallet to then say, to send an email or a push notification to the user and say, hey, we're running a promo or, you know, we just released this new product. Or we had a security bug, right? And yeah. so this login capability is now allowing the more, more data and allowing actual communication to happen between the user and the application. And like, and that can be really powerful. Even for something as simple as like, when you, you know, connect with your Ethereum wallet, they can see what's in your Bitcoin wallet, right? Like even that stuff just doesn't even exist yet. Um, and by having a, a consistent name that you use across all these different kind of applications, it enables the very beginning of being able to connect all that data together. Now that's not what we have today, but it's very obvious that that's where we're going. I don't even think I actually realized what you just said about seeing what's in your Bitcoin wallet or in your Solana wallet. I mean, we're gonna have, I, I already have different wallets across different chains, and that's, I think, only gonna continue. And if you are only able to connect your Ethereum wallet, you don't bring a full picture of yourself everywhere you go. Correct, and like, and just to you know, blow your mind a little bit more, maybe you wanna bring in your real world transactions too, or your credit score, like Paul was talking about, so that you can, you know, maybe do a buy now, pay later thing, which is, you know, was a big deal last year or whatever. So all this type of stuff, that's part of the Web3 experience. And that's where I actually really like that language as opposed to, you know, the, you know, Bitcoin or Solana or Ethereum. It's really more about the collection of technologies together that are gonna, as a group, improve user experiences on the internet. Mm. Yeah. this. Just since we're talking about some of the opportunity at hand, I, I mentioned I was reading Dan Moorhead, the founder of Pantera, like some of his early emails. And Paul, I was going through your Twitter account. I think you retweeted one of them recently. In his like first email in 2013 to investors, he said 99% of the financial wealth has yet to address Bitcoin. And I think some of what we're talking about right now is like 99% of internet users have yet to recognize like the need for their data and digital identity ownership. And what we're talking about with these NFT domains and Unstoppable is really starting to capture that and, and bring that to market. It's still really early. We have a, a, a tremendously a huge brand in the ecosystem and we're starting to see institutional capital coming in but you know we're just scratching the surface right now in terms of institutional capital coming in to the space and i think they're going to be interested in figuring out how to get exposure to to these domains too uh, i think a lot of their clients are going to be interested in uh, figuring this out and then also from a you know user point of view I think we have a, a while to go 
before we start seeing more and more mainstream users coming into the space. I think there's going to be things around user experience. Uh, and, and I think that's where Unstoppable really helps to solve the problem around user experience. Once you know, Unstoppable gets out there even more, I think we're going to start seeing more mainstream users coming into the space. We have a while to go, but it also gives us you know, a lot of excitement in that we are early and we can really help sort of transform this space. Us from a capital perspective, Unstoppable Domains really just kind of removing the friction for folks to kind of come in and really sort of, you know, build their personas. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the future for a second. Like in one year, if we were to do this podcast again in one year, what are you hoping to look back and and see accomplished or changed? Like where, do you, where are you hoping to see Unstoppable is at? If you can give, you know, some kind of as tangible as possible, um, like reflection on it. Go for it, Matt. You, you go first. Oh, I was going to say, Paul's going to set the goalpost for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see us 10x uh, the raw number of users on Unstoppable Domains core products, right? So just growing that user count would be super big for us. I'd like us to see a lot more value delivered to partners, specifically through our login product, which is new that just came out in the last six, eight months. And them really being able to utilize that additional data that users can bring with them to their apps. And then the user education around the importance of owning their identity on the internet. So those would be the three big ones for me because people don't know that they need to own anything, right? And they're just being taken, like until they know that, hey, my digital identity is something that I should own, they're not going to really start understanding it. I remember when you try to get my dad to get a, you know, a smartphone, which is what they used to be called in 2006 or whatever. He looked at you like, why would I ever need something like that? I have this flip phone. And now my dad uses his iPhone. Actually, he steals my, my stepmom's all the time, right? And he loves that thing. And so people just need to, the consumer behavior also has to change. So those are the three big ones for me. It's just, you know, let's just keep growing the networks for users. Let's uh, increase the product utility for users and applications. Um, and then let's get that education out there about uh, the importance of these new products and how they're going to make people's lives better. Awesome. No, he, he stole all the ones that I was going to say, but <laughs> I think I'm excited about the education part. I think people really don't understand the power of decentralized identity. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be partly on my shoulders to, to help educate on why this is so important and, you know, especially how Unstoppable Domains kind of fits into that vision. I think another thing that'd be great to, to sort of see Unstoppable go into would be really, we're starting to see a lot of adoption for Web3 and crypto outside the United States. And I think that's really where we can help Unstoppable, where about 30% of our investments are in Latin America, Africa, Southeast Asia, East Asia, India. India's starting to pick up quite a bit in terms of getting into Web3 around, especially gaming and even some things around NFTs. And so, you know, through our investments in each of these different regions, you know, we feel like we can really help Unstoppable get out to a much different demographic, a demographic that, you know, probably maybe cares about data and identity and payments and social media more than other demographics. And those communities are probably even more viral than the United States. So to be able to get in there fairly early on, I remember one of the companies that we introduced Unstoppable to one of our portfolio companies, it's in Southeast Asia and they were excited. They felt like, oh my gosh, like this is exactly what people in our demographic would love to sort of build on top of. So, you know, I, I think getting some global reach in a year's time would be, would be pretty fun. 
Yeah. And Matt, just real quick, I just want to know, is there one demographic that you think you'd be looking to expand Unstoppable into? I mean, we talk about inclusivity and diversity so much. So I'm curious, where where's the geographic region that's really should be a, f a focus in the next year? Well, I think about it in terms of product access. One of the things that we're working with right now is free domain distribution uh, through partners. And and the way that we say it internally, you know, is a principled approach. Like we think everyone on the planet should be able to have an NFT domain to have as their digital identity. So that means that you have to be able to get one uh, free because we don't want to gate it with, with being uh, with being like having to you know spend 20 or 40 bucks or whatever it is. So that's how I think about it is about access. We want to get that actually everywhere. So we already have lots of, we've actually started expanding into Europe. We have several European partners. I think blockchain.com is one of the best examples of that. So I'm focused on that and just building those tools so that it can be everywhere. And cost is obviously a huge barrier for a lot of these emerging markets. So we're trying to tackle that one first, and then you know we'll start focusing on one area or the other. But right now we're just trying to build the base uh, to, to enable us to go to all those areas. I'd like to wrap up now and with one piece of advice from each of you for founders and builders and entrepreneurs in this space, since, you know, we are talking about a lot of entrepreneurship around startup startups and our, our Series A fundraise. So, Matt, maybe you can go first. Is there a piece of advice that you give to other builders in the space? Yeah, I think it's very important to define your mission and what it is that you're trying to get out there and do. So for Unstoppable Domains, we're trying to get an NFT domain to every person on the planet because we think this is going to work as your digital identity. And by doing that, we think it's going to increase your autonomy, your wealth, and, and your agency online. And so that's that's what we're trying to aim for. And the reason why mission focus is so critical um, is that's the long-term thing that you're going after. And you'll get distracted by you know shiny objects or, or market conditions or all this other kind of stuff that may be happening out there. But if you stay mission focused, that's what's gonna drive you when you wake up every day. Because I'll tell you what, like you know, starting a company or working at a startup is super hard. You wake up every day, you gotta put in the you gotta put in the time and you need you need to have something that's pushing you to get up every day and that you feel is worth it, you know, putting in that that sacrifice and in, in that time. And for me, I really think it's, you know, the size of impact we could have for bringing digital identity and reputation online is so big um, that I'm excited to wake up every day and put the hours in and make that happen. So you got to find something that's going to drive you. I highly suggest being mission focused as a founder. Uh, it'll take you much further than just focusing on the bottom line or, or a lot of other things you can get distracted with. And uh, that's what we're doing here at Unstoppable. I love it. I love it too. No, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I just had a board meeting where, you know, we're trying to define what is the mission, what is the vision. I think once having that down, that's going to really, you know, just kind of keep everyone focused, keep everyone engaged. I also think during this time, it's it's really important to probably over communicate more than ever, especially as we are having remote teams and it's a tough time and you want to make sure that everyone is is sort of in line, everyone is sort of motivated, everyone is sort of understanding. And so I think over communicating during a bear market is, is very, very helpful. In addition to, I think the other sort of piece of advice would be, you know, a lot of people are trying to find product market fit right now. And, you know, iterating really quickly, talking to your customers, and really being methodical about which sort of product direction you want to go based off of the numbers, based off of the feedback, based off of market size, I think is really important. You don't want to just go into something because you think it's hot or because there's a lot of hype. This is the time to basically be doing a lot of research, 
and a lot of, you know, analysis and trying to figure out like, what is the best direction to kind of put more of your eggs in? Because at the end of the day, like during a bear market, you don't have, if you haven't raised around recently, you don't have a lot of time. So you want to be very smart about, you know, how you make decisions. Totally. Well, Matt, Paul, thanks for sharing that advice and really sharing all your thoughts around Unstoppable, the market, what you see. And I'm just glad to have you both on today. So it's exciting. And Paul, I'm stoked that you and Pantera are going to be on board to be Unstoppable Partners. So we have lots to create in the next year and we'll have to run this back in 12 months time to do some reflection on the growth that's happened since. Well, with that, thanks so much for joining you two. We'll see you on the next week of the Unstoppable Podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you in the metaverse. Peace out. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. I guess. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share this with your friends. And remember, this conversation doesn't have to end here. Tweet us your questions, thoughts, and ideas to Unstoppable Web. I look forward to hearing from you and thank you so much for listening.